Welcome to The Ride. Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Chris, many years ago, was both a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow. And it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow. He helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Green Private Wealth, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. Estate planning is not just for the humans in your life. Chris Duro explains you should also consider setting up a future of care for your best friends, your pets. I'm Patrice Sikora. Now, Chris, I've had pets most of my life. What could I and other pet parents do to make sure they are taken care of if we're no longer around? Very good question. And uh, I'm going to address that for sure, because this has actually been a topic I've been thinking about doing for a while. We have many pets. A lot of my clients and friends and listeners know that my wife is a very big advocate of rescuing animals, supporting many uh, charities around animals, humane societies. She does work, all that stuff. So she's a very she's very involved in that. So um, she's also mentioned that I should do something around this. So yeah, so I'm excited to do this one today and just go through a few tips in regards to that. And basically, the Canadian Vet Medical Association says that over 35% of the Canadian of Canadian households have a dog and about 35% of a cat. So according to the numbers, it's pretty clear that Canadians love having pets and therefore spend quite a bit of time caring for them. Pet care is not always the first thing that comes to mind when preparing a will or other estate planning documents, but there are numerous ways to express wishes regarding your pet's care and your will. And today I want to talk about estate planning in regards to your pet. And I've done many episodes on estate planning when it comes to physical assets, probate, taxes, all that stuff, but never about what people should be doing with their furry companion. And for some of our retirees, the pet is, oh, it's a big part of their life. That's their number one companion since they're widowed, uh, divorced, and or say their adult children live in other cities or countries and that's that's their main companion therefore if their pet is a significant part of their life it's pretty important to plan around that and many people just assume um i've asked this question to some of our our more elder clients and they just kind of assume someone in their family is going to take care of their pet if they die unexpectedly but what I asked them is, have you, have you ever had a deep conversation about this and worked out the details and discussed planning around this? And I would say, I think I've only had one that has actually said yes to that. Um, I would say very few people have when I've asked them this. And a lot of the time, the default answer is, oh, well, my kids will take care of Mr. Fluffy. I don't, I, I, there's probably better pet names. I mean, I'll use Mr. Fluffy as a generic <laughs> pet name but they've never actually had a full conversation and details about that. And Patrice, I've even had kids tell me, um, the kids are clients, the parents are clients, like the grandparents, everyone's, the whole generation, three generations of families are clients with many of our, our family uh, clients. And I've had the kids tell me separately, oh yeah, well, I know we told mom we would watch her dog and that, but we just kind of say that because, um, we don't want to upset her because we know that the dog is for everything to her. So 
we're just kind of making her, we're telling her that we'll yeah. figure it out when it comes. But, and I'm like, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good for Mr. Fluffy at all. No, but it's, it's, they don't want to get the mom upset. They just kind of like, well, we'll figure it out. Like it's just kind of gets put on the back burner and you're like, well, mm -hmm. this, that Mr. Fluffy is very, very important to your mom. So <laughs> it's something that should be um, definitely discussed. And it, it, it's not that it, they're bad. It's just, they're not bad people. It's just some people are simply not pet people, but that's why it's so important to have these conversations. And as I mentioned, there's a number of reasons that a family member, a friend might like, might not be able to take on a pet. Like pets are expensive. They're time consuming. Um, and as I just mentioned there, some people are just simply not going to want them. Therefore you, you have to have a plan in place for this. And, to do that, you have to kind of understand how pets are viewed in the courts of law. So at present, Canadian common law considers pets to be personal property. Uh, they are not considered to have the capacity to receive gifts within a will. This means you simply, you cannot simply leave your pet assets and hope they're cared for. There are, however, more roundabout ways to include your pets in your estate plan. Uh, one is a testamentary gift. Um, this option is to gift your pet to a trusted individual along with money to enable that beneficiary to care for your pet. This is, this is the simplest solution as long as the beneficiary does not die before you pet your, before your pet. Um, their housing, as long as their housing arrangements don't change and they're unable to own a pet, like if somebody rents, uh, and all of a sudden now they have to, they get booted out or something changes and they have to go to another condo and there's no pets that you can obviously that's something to think about or the individual gets into financial difficulty and you're leaving the money to take care of the pet and then now that gets swooped up by creditors resulting in the gifted money ending ending up and paying off their debts so th these are a few things that people would not kind of really think of so although this is the simplest there's definitely hurdles that may come up that need to be discussed and it's also good this is important for sure to identify a secondary caretaker for your pets in your will in case the primary caretaker passes away as I, or, or the other examples I gave, or they just simply refuse to comply with your wishes. So it's good to have a backup and discuss with both individuals. Another thing here to add is it's important to ask the individuals you have selected to let you know if their situation ever changes and they no longer feel or want to take the pet in. They need to let you know so you can make alternative arrangements. This isn't just something that okay, well, I talked to my very close friend, uh, Sue, and she's going to take Mr. Fluffy and just forget about it and assume it's locked in. Um, what if the plan is to, with for Sue and all of a sudden she meets someone that's allergic to pets? Like there's just a lot of factors here that can change. And so that's why it's just important to make sure that the arrangements still work and that they that you also put it on the individual that they update you if for some reason something ever changes and they don't want to take Mr. Fluffy. Um, I, as I keep saying, Mr. Fluffy, I think I should have came up with a better generic. No, name. I like I like Mr. Fluffy. Oh, okay. I like okay. Mr. Fluffy. We're, we're halfway in, so I'm sticking. To <laughs> right. Number two is a pet trust. So as pets are considered personal property in Canada, they can be gifted through a will. Both pet and the funds required to look after the pet can be gifted to a trusted individual through a trust. As long as you have the agreement of the individual you're leaving the pet to, this would be another way to ensure that the pet is well cared for. So that's yet another option. Three is arranging with a humane society. So I would think for most people, this is the 
least favorite option because you're not really picking who it's going to. Um, of course, if anyone's adopted a pet recently, it's over the years, it, they go through a lot more versus before you just paid the fee and took the dog or the cat. Um, it's, it's pretty good to see. They go through quite the screen process to try and make sure they're finding very good homes for these pets. But um, yeah, a lot of people are not going to prefer this, but the unfortunate reality is for some people, they may not have anyone willing or able to take care for the pet once they die. So in this case, it can be a good idea to make uh, these alternative arrangements. Um, one option is to arrange with the Humane Society of your choosing that upon your death, they will take the animal and find it a good home that it will provide with, with that they'll find something that can provide the care that you would expect for your pet. Some humane societies have adoption programs for this, and it's it's good to call the local one in your area uh, to find out how the program works and the options. And just go through that to just have that backup of worst case scenario. This way you'll have peace of mind that your pet won't be left homeless basically after your death. Another consideration for your pet is what will happen to it if you're still alive, but unable to care for it since obviously accidents happen. In this situation, like your your, your will doesn't apply. Uh, if you're in the hospital or if you are in a coma or something like that, it may be a good idea to include your instructions for your pet and your enduring power of attorney for property. This will allow the person you've appointed to deal with your property and assess or, or, and assets, sorry, to also be able to fund the care of your pet and make sure that that way, no matter what happens to you, someone can get get to your pets quickly is something to bring up as well too. So ensure that a family member or close friend has information regarding your pet's care, such as simple things like feeding schedules, medication, location, other important information, and they can get to it if an emergency strikes. Additionally, carry, this is just something separate, but additionally carry an emergency pet card, uh, especially if, if you're the only individual of the household, you and the pet, and you don't have family members that are aware that you have a pet or don't have many family members or ones around you, it, it's a good idea to carry that. And you can create a pet card in your wallet yourself, or you can even buy ones online that uh, attach to your keychain. So I, one website, if someone's interested in that, that I know is uh, called the petcarecard.com uh, is just one example of that. And like what it is, is it's giving information of, of, of your pet on your keychain or in your wallet. So they, they know that if they found you and you couldn't talk or in a car accident um, and unresponsive that, okay, well, that has to be dealt with. And many people have seen the signs on doors or windows of houses letting emergency workers know there's a pet inside so they can act accordingly. Well, basically, you can also have this on your keychain. That's a great idea. That's a great idea, Chris. Yeah, it's just a lot of people just there is a lot of people that they are on their own and just have the um, I've got a couple of neighbors like that, right? We know, so they're fine. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be other people out there where the neighbors don't really know. Um, but anyways, yeah. Another podcast too, I've mentioned, what we do is we give our clients, a, it's a binder called a wealth organizer. And it has everything to do with their finances, wishes, estate plan and all that stuff. And uh, it's good in that it, that I mentioned to put pet instructions on that. So if you have a binder or something with all your stuff stored, which you always should for sure, and more importantly, make sure somebody else knows about where that is besides you, 
but you can also put your pet instructions and things like that in there as well. Yeah, bottom line is we love our pets. So it only seems right that we ensure that they're taken care of if we're unable to do so. Uh, don't assume your pet will be taken in by someone in the event of your death is kind of the message I'm getting here, especially if you haven't had a full conversation about this. So take a time now to plan for this to make sure that Mr. Fluffy's going somewhere good and that you can feel that that's taken care of if if it ever happens. I think that's a fantastic idea. And I'll, just a little personal note here. I do have a cat who I adopted after her pet mom died and her pet dad had to move into a nursing home and they would not take animals. So um, actually, her name, is, her name is Lindy Furball, kind of like Mr. Fluffy. <laughs> and uh, she she will spend the rest of her days here with us. Oh, that's well, that's great. Well, I'm glad too that my I'm glad that Tina's not in the room with me because she'd be yelling across the room into the mic that well, if any I can take them all. If anyone's <laughs> <laughs> I understand that completely. Now, if Mr. Fluffy would. had a couple of questions for you, how could he reach you? <laughs> uh through the website greenprivatewealth.com, green like the color. And uh, the contact page, you'll the contact heading, you'll see the top of the website page. You can get a hold of me there. <laughs> Fantastic. So all you listeners, take care of your buddies. Think about planning ahead and plan to follow this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Let Chris know what you're thinking too. Contact him. And thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.